Nothing to see here. Nothing. It's like Baghdad, Bob. Everything's going well. But certainly the uh, liberals do not want you to see anything. And I can just see this now. They're, they're hoping to stall this thing out. They're hoping no other shoe drops. And they certainly hope that Jody Wilson-Raybould does not all of a sudden find her voice. You know, we've seen this circus here in Ontario with the gas plant scandal. Because it's the same group of insiders. Um, but I think it's important to understand that the reason we got answers in that case is because the liberals were a minority government. And so the opposition had power. They could call the shots and force the liberals to do things, of course, except for, you know, erase all the emails. But this government, you know, is a majority. They can do whatever they want. They got the power. So if they don't want an investigation, they're not going to have an investigation. But, you know, keep in mind, this is a government that picks and chooses the cases it will and won't get involved in. So they say that they live by, you know, the rule of law. But remember, they did nothing for Rodney Stafford. Nothing. Because remember, they could not get involved. This is a government that told us they could not get involved with Huawei. They certainly never got involved with pipeline decisions when it came to, you know, court rulings, because, of course, it's all about votes. So when it comes to protecting their friends in high places, we know that they very much will get involved. S&C. But anything else, you know, they pick and choose their causes. And now we know Stay in our lane, mind our own business. But are the people of this country watching? I think they are. I don't think people, I don't think the politicians are are, are wise to the fact that people aren't as stupid as they think. I think people do watch this. I certainly know my listeners are paying attention, but I do think after a while they pay attention. I want to bring John right into this conversation. Of course, he's got lots of experience. He's a pollster. He's got dart insight and communications. Hello there, sir. Good evening. Okay, what would, if you were polling on this issue, what would the polling question be? Well, I would start off, obviously, with awareness. Have you seen, read, or heard anything about what's going on? And then I'd probably ask, based on that, uh, how much do you know? And then following that, I would probably give a little bit of a description and ask people uh, a series of questions. The first one would be, you know, who's, who's at fault here? You know, who's to blame? Um, uh, who's doing a good job, bad job? These are all kind of attitudinal pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, I would probably want to know whether this is going to have any impact on their voting intention. So I would have asked that up front so I didn't contaminate it with all the stuff to follow. But I would, I would try and find out right now whether there's any disconnect between voting intention and actually following this issue. And following this issue closely is another measure that I would look at. So there's a number of diagnostic tools, Alex. Mm -hmm. I I think in some ways it may be just a little too early for a lot of uh, what I call mom-and-pop front porch people to be engaged in this. This is not being talked about in the workplace during the day. But the fact is you can't escape it. It becomes corrosive because no other message is getting out on any Canadian channel, and it's on shows like yours that people are talking about. So it, it's uh, it's something which clearly, over the last 48 hours, has picked up a lot of steam. And depending upon how this goes, people are going to start to 
tune in very closely, and they're going to start making some decisions about how you know who's winning this, who's causing it, what's it all about. Right, and often these scandals are so kind of insider that that it gets you know a case like Mark Norman. Not a lot of people know about it. It's very inside right. baseball. It's complicated. It's technical. But what makes people pay attention to a scandal? In my view, in this one, John, it's the fact that he has targeted and and I think exposed a real well he's destroyed his brand because he's gone after a woman and he's gone after an indigenous woman and that's why I think this one's different is because not only has he severely possibly tampered with the justice system but in in attacking her I don't think a lot of people especially his base which is women will like that you know what let me turn that around because I agree with you but let me turn it around and say that the the immediate impact on all of this is actually on the journalists mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because they write about this stuff. And you know from working in the Ottawa sphere that you're careful on what you say. I mean, you don't want to necessarily burn all the bridges that you have because you want to continue that story, you know, and and make sure that you get the interview that you're looking for. But, But this has turned. It started to turn at the end of last week where most of the media are now engaged in talking about this and that means that the lens of everything else they report on this government is going to be tainted by that. Mm-hmm. I think the issue right now is a little bit like an abscess. Um, you, there's no one yet to surgically pluck it because the, every place it's tried to go, the issue can't go anywhere. The ethics commissioner is, is yep. just a, a ridiculous waste of time because it's not going to do anything. The Justice Committee, which the Liberals own, <laughs> five to four, will will make the votes so it keeps it out of there. The prime minister is off trying to make his government look like everything's okay and I'm, you know, handing out bus uh, infrastructure. Well, well it's and, better to keep him away from that Ottawa cabal because they do know the questions to well, ask. But that's that's the point because the <laughs> yeah. next part of it, of, of that abscess is it just explodes. Yeah. And, and I'm going to watch very carefully over the next few days um, whether or not uh, the former minister, in fact, does have a way of saying something. And and that means that if it can't be handled inside of Parliament and inside the Beltway, it suddenly gets handled outside. Right. And I think that's where the damage to voters comes. Yeah, and and, and Mr. Trudeau has had a, a few um, negative polling, like a polling that we've seen in the last month, two months, mm-hmm. is kind of showing a pattern where his popularity is wavering. I think people are, I mean, he's still the more popular choice and leader, but, it, you know, he and the Conservatives are, are kind of neck and neck. Um, but this is very close to an election, and they've got to turn this narrative around, but I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I totally agree with you. Um, as I said, this is an abscess that by this time, someone in somebody's office would probably have fallen on a sword. Well, I thought that would blame. happen a week ago. Yeah, and, and in fact, that has no. Everybody's doubled down, and so it's not going anywhere. The problem the Liberals get into, of course, is that that election is in October, yep. and it starts eating up all the other time so that when you're making announcements on infrastructure and things like that, no one cares what you're talking about. So this is a very, very corrosive situation, and I'd say two things about this. Number one, it's not about the base. It's not about the liberal base of voters, and it's not about the conservative base of voters at all. It isn't, because they're with you hell or high water. It's about the next 13 or 14 percent of voters who are the moderates who go to either side based on what they see in the leadership. And this may have an impact on them. And secondly, the gateway through um, to a federal parliament majority is through Ontario and through the 905. That's that's it. You win the 905 in Ontario, 
Ontario, you can get your majority. I, I would think that with the concentration this issue is getting here, it's going to affect those people, and people will start taking a view about whether this is two-tiered justice, which is something they can suddenly grasp onto. Right. It gives them a reason not to vote for Mr. Trudeau and maybe yank his yank his leash, basically. Yeah, the other, the other thing about Ontario, which is interesting, and I've got a question about Quebec as well, but Ontario, you know, we're still very much kind of turned off by the gas plants. That, that stench still very much hangs over. These are the same players, the same names. And I think in the next few months, if, if Andrew Scheer were smart, he would be hitting heavily in the campaign and making sure that these areas know, because it's kind of the same thing where they meddled, they interfered. And I think people... People in Ontario, certainly in the GTA area, can can relate to the games, and, and, and they didn't like that. Well, certainly, he can draw upon all kinds of things that have a parallel in Ontario. I, you know, it's not going to matter, as you, as you just said, it's not going to matter really anywhere else, but it will have resonance here. It creates part of the narrative. It creates a story. And I think, again, we may start hearing... Uh, that phrase of two-tier, yeah. you know, justice in a way that gets at everybody saying, you know, there's something for a government to come out and say that for the middle class and middle class people, there's something else to say that the ones who get treated the best in the system, whether it be justice or otherwise, are they highly connected, the highly influential, and the rich. And that's all that counts in this country. That, I think, is a devastating narrative because it puts you on one side or the other, much like you know, two-tier health care, yeah. it doesn't bode well for the Liberals. No, it doesn't. And I kind of point out the Rodney Stafford case. Like, here is yeah. a guy who is, you know, the every every essence of middle class who's had real tragedy in his life. And, and, and this government did nothing to do anything to help because they couldn't meddle with justice. And so if... If you can almost explain to people like they did nothing for a guy like Rodney Stafford, but yet they may have done something to help their rich friends that have a lot of votes, you know, that that doesn't smell well with a lot of well, people. You and I know how these offices work. Yeah, um, We know that, for instance, Dalton McGinty is isolated during a lot of what goes on in, or went on in his yeah. uh, premiership by an enabled group of advisors who do all the work, basically, and, and make sure that when he ha- is asked a question, he'll say, I don't know. Mm. And that's what we saw here with the prime minister saying, no one talked to me, no one raised it. Well, the fact of the matter is he's got people in his office who are raising those issues with ministers and others. And in fact, probably threatening their own, <laughs> you know, position in the yeah. government oh, yeah. if they don't do something. That's where the meat of this story is. That hasn't come out yet. And this is why, you know, if the former minister steps forward and, and actually gives some kind of a narrative and names names, um, <laughs> that will be devastating. Well, there's no question something's going to be said. Uh, but interestingly, and I don't know if you you picked up on this, I mean, Wayne Long had already come out. You've got all these, uh, you've got mm-hmm. Jane Philpott kind of, you've got yes. a couple of these ministers coming out and kind of ambiguously saying stuff. But then you had the um, MP for uh, East Coast Riding, to, he's yeah. not running. That's not a coincidence. I mean, if, if everything was hunky-dory, he'd be running. But, you know, Quebec, which, look, they're in the headlines a lot for this kind of stuff. I don't know if this will bother them that they're, you know, uh, you know, kind of the root of a negative story. But what is the effect for Quebec? Do they care about this stuff? Well, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I've always heard that if you don't diaper the baby in the morning, you really don't know what they think in the evening. So <laughs> I, I don't know for sure. But I do know from looking at the polling, that the one thing that that becomes difficult for the liberals there is simply that they are trashed from their narrative. Yeah. 
you know, you want to go in there with a strong front with a campaign. Um, you want to make sure that it's completely honed. But every time you're standing up, you're getting something like this. It's cutting your message off. It's moving you off and your whole raison d'etre for doing the things that you need to get done for to be reelected is is you know, hobbled. So that, I think, is the biggest thing there. Um, there may be lots of reasons why people don't like the Liberal Party in Quebec, and, and some of these are going into it. But I think the bigger problem is that if you got to get elected, you got to get your message out. You can't get it through this. Yeah. Interesting times. Well, John, I appreciate your insight, and I uh, will talk again. Hey, Thank you. Anytime, Alex. Thank you. That is uh, John Wright. Look, I always say pollsters are not created equal. There's very, very few that I trust. He is one of them. He's with Dart Insight, and Daryl Bricker, who does polling for us, is the other. Those are the two I watch. Because interestingly, by by the way, Abacus Data, that polling guy, Bruce Anderson, his daughter's Katie Telford. She works in the Prime Minister's office. She, she was one of the three witnesses they want testifying. On point on Global News Radio.